gentlemen welcome this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast <laughs> tonight is tuesday march 29th 2022 coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going uh hey joe i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from brooklyn new york My hot take today has nothing to do with baseball, but I'm going to do my best to kind of rope in all of the non-baseball related uh, topics on the headlines right now. Um, I'm starting with the Oscars. The big headline from the Oscars was, of course, Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock. But the thing that that kind of overshadowed is that Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky had asked the Oscar committee if he could address address the gathering of the Oscars and they shut him down. Um, instead, they had like some bullshit Hollywood moment of silence or some other nonsense. Um, so, <clears throat> and which I think would have been a better headline, a bigger headline if that slap hadn't happened. Anyway, my hot take is, is that if you want to like reach the American media audience, Vladimir Zelensky, come on dump on the ump. Like you oh. can come on dump on the ump anytime you want to. Wait yeah. a second. A, we have literally dozens of listeners. Dozens of listeners. Literally dis- dozens of listeners. And then B, one of those listeners, we assume, is Vladimir Putin. So if you want to get in touch with President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, and reach a wide media audience here in the United States and abroad, right. come on, dump on the ump. Come on, dump on the, I love yeah. it. Vladimir Zelensky, come on, dump on the ump. You can zoom in from your like bombed out apartment in Kiev. Uh, we've got listeners in Columbus, Ohio. Yep. Burlington, Vermont. Yep. Bend, Oregon. That's that's all of the parts of the country. That's the all of the parts. That's of the- all of the parts. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. The other thing about the Oscars, as an eighth grade middle school teacher, uh-huh. the day after the Oscars was so funny at work. Right. The kids were all about that slap. They were like picking sides. Exactly. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it was it was the talk of the town. Right. Yeah. It was uh, on Reddit. It's every single meme was a Will Smith slapping Chris Rock meme. Mm-hmm. And, you know, none of them were very good. Yeah. Actually, you're right about that. At least the ones which are is to. yeah, which is kind of the life cycle of the meme, right? There's like a million trash memes, and then like some good memes start to come after that. But yeah. honestly, my favorite one was the meme where it was just Chris Rock was labeled Chris Rock, and Will Smith was just labeled Will Smith. 
And that was the meme. <laughs> and that was the meme. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, that was that was good. Um, hey, everybody, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take tonight is that I talked a couple weeks ago about my vacation and spring break to Arizona. I don't think I mentioned that I basically got too drunk to fill in my NCAA March Madness brackets. And now two weeks later, that's the best decision I have made all month long. Because March Madness itself is the biggest hook, the biggest lure to get someone arbitrarily involved in a sporting event. I don't follow college basketball. I don't have yeah, any- that's why they call it March Madness. That's why they call it March Madness, because everybody goes temporarily insane and thinks that they know something about, co- about college basketball, which they don't. I have had a very great and fulfilling month not paying attention to college basketball and wondering if, you know, I made the 12-5 pick correctly so I could win $20 in my workplace pool. Don't do it. That's my advice. Don't fill out brackets. You're never going to get it right. You're always going to be disappointed in the end. And then you're going to waste all this time watching just like bad basketball. Don't do it. Right. You don't want to like watch these games that end up with a final score of 55 to 53. Yes, because the team went like four for 15 from the free throw line. Right. Yeah. And everyone is going to be like so freaking out about it. And be like, this is some of the best basketball you're ever going to see. And it's like, no. Like, right. I, like the Celtics just beat the Pacers 135 to 132. Tell me that's not better basketball. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. more than four times the amount of points scored the same amount of time. And the point is true of college football also. College sports is weird that we're willing to sit down and watch our TV to watch objectively worse people play a sport. Right. Yeah. But that's, I'd watch a AAA baseball game too. Yeah. College baseball is pretty fun too. And college bats. Pretty fun. Yeah, no. Actually, now I take that back. I, you know. College sports is fun, but I'm not getting freaked out about St. Peter's, New Jersey, getting to the Elite Eight or whatever the fuck. And then getting their butt whooped. Getting their butts 55 to 48 by yeah. North Carolina. <laughs> Give me a fucking break, 55 to 48. Yeah, college. If you score less than 50 points in a basketball game, you should just no longer be allowed to play basketball, I think. But your program gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> you're rele- you're relegated to inter- intramural play only, which is fun. You should be playing just intramural. Basketball. Right. That's on national television. Give me a fucking break. Forty-eight points. Uh, a shout out to everyone who's kept listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Columbus, Ohio, Randolph, Vermont, Burlington, Vermont. See, I told you, Burlington, Vermont. Moscow is still in our top six. 
Nice. Yeah. So. Well, Putin needs an escape right now. He's, he does. It's a stressful yeah. time for him, you know? Yeah, he's stressed out. He just needs to put in the, the AirPods and listen to Dump on the Yump every Tuesday night. Right. Uh, here's a new one. Kalaki Wednesday morning Kibalisi. for him, probably. Yeah, I wonder. When do you think he does listen to the podcast? Wednesday mornings, as soon as it comes out. Yeah, yeah, with his, like, like coffee and... Coffee and vodka and yeah. human rights abuses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> List of dissidents he's had jailed today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> new laws he can put to, like... <laughs> squelch the free press right that's a big one <laughs> uh please continue to listen follow us on twitter at dump on the ump instagram dump on the ump facebook we have a wordpress blog you can listen to us on apple podcasts or wherever wherever you get your podcast sam baseball starts like in a week i'm so excited what yeah. is it, next Monday, next Tuesday, uh, Wednesday? Nine days. I think it's next Thursday. Um, the, Wait, it's it, the ninth, right? I believe, yeah, tonight's the 29th. It's Friday. Okay, so not this Friday, but the Friday after Friday. The week from Friday, yeah. yeah. That's still a long ways away, but we're getting really fucking close. Now, last couple of seasons, uh, we have done a division by division preview of the upcoming season now right. i don't know we're a little behind we're a little behind right and i blame rob manfred for it yeah fuck rob manfred yeah fuck rob man rob manfred it's his fault yeah uh, so we're, we're we're scrambling to get caught up we probably won't get every division covered before opening day but that's okay I did, Sam, I got to mention this on the podcast. I did get very drunk on Saturday night and bought baseball tickets for White Sox versus Rays in the end of April. Yeah, you love doing that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever bought a baseball ticket sober? That's the no. real question. No. <clears throat> You're like, I'm going to buy some baseball tickets tonight. Better down this 12-pack. <laughs> I think it was a good decision. That just makes it easier for you to spend. It gives you an excuse to spend more money than you really know that you should. You're exactly. like, oh, man, yeah. I'm so drunk. I shouldn't have spent $120 on this ticket. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, it's That's how it works. That's a total mechanism. In, inflate your own self-worth and literal worth. Right. <laughs> anyway, smart. It's a smart move. I think it's a smart move. So, check me out at the baseball game. Um, gosh, when was it? It's going to be Rays versus White Sox. I'm going to look that up actually. Um, <clears throat> but so tonight, I'm going to give us as best as I can a preview of my baseball team, the Chicago White Sox division, the AL Central, which. Sadly, once again, I mean, not sadly, once again, because I'm picking my team to win it again, but right. sadly, once again, is probably going to be one of the sorriest divisions in baseball. Saturday, the 16th versus Tampa Bay. 
catch me at the game. Um, all right, so let's talk about the AL Central. So my plan for this uh, preview, I'm actually going to go first to fifth. I'm going to start at the top because those are the more interesting teams I have more to say about. And sure. I wanted to get those in. So I am once again picking my Chicago White Sox to win the AL Central. They won it last year, kind of going away, really, right? And that right. was a big uh, conversation that we had at the end of the season last year where the White Sox, they won the division by 13 games. And it was clear basically by September, end of August, that they were going to run away with this division. And so we, you and I, Sam, we talked a lot at the end of the season last year about, hey, the White Sox should rest their guys, kind of take their foot off the gas, not risk any injuries, rest their pitchers, which they did. They still got steamrolled by the Houston Astros in the playoffs. Right. Right, the playoffs are the real, real bugaboo of the of yes, the White Sox. Exactly, uh, the White Sox pitching should be an area of strength again. Uh, their top four rotation is looking like Giolito, Cease, Lance Lynn, and Dallas Keuchel. They did sure. let Carlos Rodon walk to the Giants in free agency, and I think that might right. be you. They didn't even give him a qualifying offer, did they? Right. Yeah, which it has a lot of people scratching their heads. What what right. the, uh, decision-making behind that was. Because I think he's good and will continue to. He threw a no-hitter. I mean, lots he of He had a good year last year, but it was a real bounce back, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like he'd never been healthy before. Right. And he'd been real inconsistent before. Right. Um, the big question mark on this is Dallas Keuchel, former Cy Young winner. He won a Cy Young, right? Okay. Sure. I think he did. I'll check that. Uh, he was kind of trash at the end of the season last year. And a lot of people have big question marks about Keuchel going into this season. Like he's a ground ball guy, right? He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. But if he can't get those ground balls, those double play ground balls, GIDPs, he's worthless. And he just gets lit up, which happened too often, especially the second half of the season. Maybe because he couldn't use the sticky stuff. I don't know. But that's going to be a big question mark for the White Sox going ahead. The other question mark is our good friend Craig Kimbrell out of the bullpen. Right. Yeah. Um, most uh, pundits figured that the White Sox were going to trade him in the offseason, and they didn't. And that tells some folks, I don't know if I agree or not, that might be worse than it seems. Like, basically, the White Sox maybe couldn't find a bio for Craig Kimball. Couldn't move him? Yeah. Which is a red flag. Well, maybe they just wanted to keep him. Mm. Right, that's the optimistic take. Um, and one of the White Sox big ad ads, ads over the offseason 
was Kendall Graveman adding him to the bullpen. Right. And of course, former they, Mariner. Former Mariner Kendall Graveman. Shout out to Thomas, who's not with us tonight. Right. Um, and they've got Liam Hendricks. He was an all star last year, had a great season last year. He's been getting lit up in spring training. I don't know if that means anything. I don't think it does. I think that especially relievers in spring training are just trying to work on pitches, you know? Yeah, okay. I'm not worried about it, but it was something to keep an eye on. So the bullpen should be good, but there's a big question mark there about Craig Kimball. Offense should be really, really, really good. And I have a note here that says, hashtag stay healthy. If we get a full season of Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert, this offense should be the best offense in Major League Baseball. Like, those guys should both give us 30 home runs each. Um, One through six, you know, we're looking at Anderson, Moncada, Abreu, Robert Jimenez, um, Yasmani Grandal. Like, that's a really good one through six. Um, We signed Josh Harrison to play second base, which I like. I like the Josh Harrison signing. I don't know who that is. Played for the Pirates for years when McCutcheon was there, and he was like an annual all-star with the Pirates. And then he's kind of uh, faded recently, bounced around. I think he played for Cincinnati for a couple of seasons. Somebody else. The Angels, maybe? Um, <clears throat> he's always he, – he's solid. But okay. Yeah, good defender. Hopefully he'll probably be batting eighth or ninth in the lineup. Um, Big question mark. We don't have a right fielder. That issue. Um, Are you at all concerned that your biggest acquisition of the offseason is just a like eight, eighth inning guy? Yes. Yeah, highly. Do you feel like you guys are done or you're going to, are you like expecting more at the trade deadline or? Well, hopefully we'll be buying at the trade deadline. Here's the issue is that Michael Conforto is still unsigned. Right. And unvaccinated. And unvaccinated, but he can play right field. Right. Um, and, And he's a pretty good player. And he's a pretty good player. Do I want the White Sox to sign him? Yes. Do I predict that the White Sox will sign him? No. Right. Uh, but he. Why would, do you think he remains unsigned? You know what my conspiracy theory is? I'm pretty sure Scott Boris is his agent. Uh, and I think the owners are actually purposefully punishing Scott Boris for his role in the uh, union negotiations. Really? That's my conspiracy theory. I, I, I don't have any evidence to support it, but I'm working on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the unvaccinated thing is a big deal. I don't know if you heard this, but Trevor Story, the Trevor Story deal with the Red Sox almost fell apart because they announced that they were going to sign him and then he didn't sign for five days. And that's because he was unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't sign you if you're unvaccinated because then you can't play in Toronto. Toronto, Yeah. 
Right. And so they're like, teams are like really kind of stressing out about the statistical advantage that the Toronto Blue Jays will have over them because unvaccinated players can't play in Toronto. I mean, so they're going to like play half of their games with people like against teams that are going to be missing potentially key players, you know? Well, and that's so messed up because you know what the easy solution to this is, is get vaccinated. Right. Which is what Trevor story did. Yeah. I mean, I've been vaccinated for a year and what a month, 13 months now. I haven't turned into a zombie. Right. Like, Bill Gates doesn't control my mind. Or does he? No, I only buy Apple products. Just like Bill Gates wants you to, probably. No, he's Microsoft. He, he, you don't know his plans. Okay, fine. True. I don't know the Illuminati's plans. Um, so maybe, I mean, do you think I'm being too much of a homer here? Like, I just... I think the White Sox have some serious questions. They won 93 games last year. That was with a third of a season of Luis Robert, a third of a season of Eloy Jimenez. Um, uh, no, I like the I like the White Sox to win that division. I you know I think that every team in that division is improved from last year, but I think that like they'll have to prove that they're oh not the not the guardians actually that i don't think that team has improved but <clears throat> the other three uh have improved but i don't think i mean i think that you know it's it's the white Sox division to lose for sure agreed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and you know you got a boss starting line uh, like a good rotation yeah and a good bullpen and a good uh offense so i think i don't think that it's i don't think that i mean you know i would call them to win too um i don't know i don't know that i'd call them to get out of the first round of the playoffs right with the team that they have now that's all that's all i'm right and they didn't get market markedly better than they were last year when they lost in the ds to the astros right like they're basically the same team and they're just right. running it back out there for better and for worse. Right. Um, okay, so I'm going with the Twins in second place. We had Justin from Bad Guy Radio on last week. I think he is picking the Twins to win this division. Or that's what right. he was insinuating. I was looking at it. Now, the Twins, I mean, have the Twins been the biggest movers and shakers over this offseason, Sam? No, the Rangers. Oh, hot take. Yeah, good call. The Twins uh, made that deal with the New York Yankees. They shipped Josh Donaldson to the Bronx. They got back Gary Lumpy Sanchez and Gio Urshela. And then they signed Carlos Correa, free agent from the Houston Astros. So they've got a lot of big names back on their team. They also, I believe, yesterday signed uh, pitcher Chris Archer um, for their starting rotation. So, I, uh, yeah, I just, sorry. Nope. Speaking of Lumpy, what's up with your boy, Yermin Mercedes? He broke his hand. Because that guy's basically, like, 
what's his name, Junior. Mm-hmm. Lumpy Sanchez Jr. I was, I, you know me, I'm on the You Mean Mercedes bandwagon. He like had an interview. It was really interesting. I think he actually is an interesting person. Where he was like, hey, last year I, I got suckered into the, the fame and the fandom and I thought it was all about me. And this year I'm going to be a team first player and, you know, I'm not going to get distracted by all the ego stuff. And, and that was great. Good for him. And then he fucking broke. The guy who retired from baseball. Right. After uh, getting sent down to the AAA. And then one day later, put an Instagram post of a phoenix rising from the ashes and exactly. said that yeah. he was the phoenix rising from the ashes. Exactly. And then never played in major le- the major league again. Played. I actually, if I had a dollar, I would say he's never going to play in the major leagues again. <laughs> Because he fucking broke his hand. So, and I don't know. I think he got hit with a ball. He was doing, uh-huh. he was doing good in spring training. Like he was getting hits and playing good, uh, playing well. But uh, he's in the hospital now. <laughs> he had surgery on his hand. So he's out Ooh. for a while. He's probably going to be in AAA. But shout out to your mean Mercedes. I should still buy one of his jerseys. And yeah, uh, before and, you and, get, uh, can't get them anymore. I still think the White Sox need a backup catcher. Our backup catcher is Zavala, and he's pretty good. Um, but I really wish we had James McCann or not Lumpy Sanchez, but because I don't, I don't know if Yasmani Grand, you know, Grandal's not going to be an everyday player, right? He's thirty and he's a catcher. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, but Lumpy Sanchez. But that's the other thing. Minnesota has all these like heels on their team now that I hate. They've got Carlos Correa. They've got Gio Urshela, who I don't hate, but he was a Yankee. They've got Gary Sanchez, who I hate. So like, they've got a, like I'm gonna have fun rooting against the Minnesota Twins this year. I put right. out a Twitter poll this week. And I was surprised because I was asking, actually, who is the White Sox biggest division rival? And it came back pretty overwhelmingly, the Twins, Hmm. uh, which I thought was interesting. The White Sox are really the bad guys in the division, right? Like, we're the evil big market team, relatively speaking. Right. Yeah. The twins can really see themselves as the scrappy underdogs. Now, here are my concerns about the twins. They still have lost Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson. That's a combined 58 home runs uh, from those two guys. And I don't think that's easy to recoup from. Right. Like, I think that they did a good deal with the Yankees. But I think people are overlooking the offensive power that they have lost. Right. Um, and also, <clears throat> pitching looks like it sucks. Kenta Maeda had Tommy John surgery in September. So okay. he's starting the season on the 60-day IL. 
And so right. the starting rotation is looking like Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Bailey Obo, Dylan Bundy, and Chris Archer. I think that's a shitty starting rotation. Right. It's not great. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about the twins. Um, but that doesn't, that's not like a, I'm not feeling inspired by that starting rotation. Yeah. No, Korea is really it's, good. It's like a lot like the Red Sox rotation. Like they could be good. That could be a good rotation or it could be a terrible rotation. Right. And it probably will be both of those things. In the middle, yeah. Yeah. It it, be, it like yeah. it'll it'll probably be good sometimes and bad sometimes and probably end up just kind of average. Yep. I think the big wild card for the twins is Byron Buxton, who right. like has the potential to be all-star maybe not MVP, but MVP vote-getting kind of player, except he's right. Um, and I don't know how much stock the Twins are putting into him. They just signed him to an extension, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they last, are. Last season? Like, they're, they're putting stock into him. He's got to stay healthy, too. But, you know. He's got to prove that- he can stay healthy. Everything broke against the Minnesota Twins last year. They finished last in the division at 73 and 89. Did they fire their manager? Uh, well, it was Gordon Hire. Last year, though, was it? I don't think they fired their manager. That's a good question. Who's their manager? They should have. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I know their manager. It's the young guy. Buck Showalter? Baldelli, yeah. <laughs> Rocco Baldelli. Oh, Rocco Baldelli. I like that guy. Yeah. Massachusetts kid, Rocco Baldelli. Right, yeah. Uh, so, no, they did not fight because he's like, I mean, every, like, you know, Tony LaRusso is probably the worst manager in the division. And he's. <laughs> He's better than Matheny. I actually, I remember I lost a lot of respect for Rocco Baldelli last year. I watched a couple of those Twins White Sox games. Baldelli made some very blatant uh, errors, especially in his pitching changes. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he's as smart as everybody says he is. Uh, His name is Rocco. Yeah, he just he, he can ride that train for a while. Right. Was he in the Red Sox organization? Organization. He was a Ray for a long time. Oh. Um, and he did play for the Red Sox for like one season. And it was like a big deal because he was a local. He's from Massachusetts. Was so he? I don't know. Yeah, he, it was a, he was a local kid. So people were really into that. But sure. Yeah. He didn't play very well. <laughs> he was pretty done at that point in his career. Um, okay, so I could see, like, I've kind of got White Sox 1A. I could see a situation where the Twins could win the division. So they're kind of my 1B. And then I'm taking a step down, 
And then I've got just go for it. I don't think the twins got it, man. You don't think the twins got it? Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it would be a big upset if the twins won that division. Oh, you do. Okay. I think it would be an upset. I'm not saying I think it would be a yeah. not a big upset. I think it would be a a decided upset. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think that division is necessarily up for grabs. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Also, though, if the Twins win the division, like, you're not going to see me for, like, four days. <laughs> I think that the Twins are, like, World Series competitors in two years. I think the last year of Carlos Correa's contract, the mm-hmm. Twins are World Series competitors, but not this year. Well, they got to add somebody between now and then. They got to work on their pitching, and and you know I don't know what they got in the tank as far as kids coming up, but mm-hmm. they're not there now. That's all I'm saying. My third place team is Detroit. Okay. Um, I like Detroit. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to surprise some people. Last year, who did they, they get? Not yet is what you're saying? No, I said, who did they get? But they hadn't gotten any. Oh, no, Javi Baez. Javi Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, they, those were their two big pickups. They finished last year 77 and 85, but they went mm-hmm. 37 and 34 after the All-Star break. Right. And they've got outfielder Akil Badu. Well, I think it's going to be really fucking good. Right. They, also they have, have a couple young guys who are really good. Pitcher Casey Mize and pitcher Tariq Skubal. Um, Yeah, they've got some good young guys. I love Yabi Baez. K-Rod's okay. Uh, when he's good, he's really good, but he yeah. is often hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, my big question for the Tigers. So last year they got 20 plus home runs out of catcher Eric Haas and infielder Jonathan Scope. And to me, that's good does- name, Haas. You're like, let's go, Haas. You know, yeah. like a thing that you say anyway. But they call me, they call me Haas. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're talking to him, and it's just everyone's a cowboy, you know? Exactly. Uh, I don't know if that's replicable. Right. I, I've never liked Jonathan Scope because he, he pronounces his name wrong. Uh, but they've got AJ Hinch. Right. Also, he's an infielder. It should be Scoop. Like he should, Ooh, right? he should just change his name to Scoop because well, then it's like, it's like Haas, you know? Yeah, Haas and Scoop. That would be Haas. like cool, like like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's Haas and Scoop. The yeah. Horse Wranglers from Albuquerque or something like that. Right, or Detroit. Or Detroit, sure. <laughs> uh, they still got Miggy Cabrera. He's going to be their DH. He's uh, so old. Uh, he's probably the only player left in Major League Baseball who's older than us. Right. <clears throat> um, but I like that guy. 
Uh, they also got lucky last year, though. They had 150 innings out of both their 24-year-old pitcher, Casey Mize, and their 24-year-old pitcher, Tariq Skubal. So that seems lucky to me. I, I don't know. The injury bug might get the Tigers is what I'm Right. Yeah, I don't know. They they don't maybe feel like they're going for it yet, but I feel like bringing on Edward, you know, World Series winning pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez to and kind of be the, the head of their staff is yeah, and World Series winning shortstop Javi Baez. Those are like signals of and AL Central is going to be interesting in the next it, couple yeah. of years. I feel like yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I think still not going to be as good as the ALEs, but it's going to be really interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then tier three, the two teams that I think are just going to suck. Okay. Um, Cleveland, Cleveland Guardians. First of all, they're not going to win any baseball games because they're a roller derby team. (laughs) You can't run the bases with roller skates on, it's against the (laughs) rules. Exactly. Uh, they yeah. don't really have any dudes. Like, I think Jose Ramirez is going to account for fifty percent of their offense. Yeah, that dude's legit, though. Uh, and are they just going to trade him at the deadline? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I, everyone was thinking they have traded him already. So, right, and they haven't. Uh, they didn't. Yeah. Pitching is an area of relative strength. They still have Shane Bieber. Right. Uh, Zach Plezak, Tristan McKenzie, and then Cal Quantrill and Aaron Saval. So those That's are decent. That's yeah. decent. It's de- yeah, exactly. Um, I was reading an article that, you know, Tito is still their manager, and he was talking about limiting um, – Pitches per game, he's real worried about the shortened spring training having an impact on his starting pitching, which is understandable. Right. I uh, love that dude. I know. Yeah, I do too. And then uh, I just wanted to make this note. Their catchers are Austin Hedges, who is one of the many Austins with the last name of like a shrubbery. You've got like uh-huh. Austin, Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows, Austin Brooks, Austin Hedges. It, I think there's an Austin Fields, too. It's really weird. And a lot of them are catchers. And then their other catcher is Sandy Leon, which, you know, that's great. Good for him. Oh, I like that guy, too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's not a very good hitter, though. No, he's a very bad In fact, I would, I would go so far as to say that he is not a hitter. Yeah. <laughs> Right. He's basically like having a pitcher for your catcher. Right, exactly. So I think Cleveland's going to be bad. Um, I don't know what their plan is. And then, okay, and then in fifth place, I had Kansas City, but, like, I could argue that they will be better. I don't know. I went back and forth on this. Maybe Kansas City's going to be better than Cleveland. Um, they do some interesting stuff in the off season. Uh, 
They didn't like add yeah, anybody I, really. The, the interesting thing is that they signed Zach Granke again. Right. Yeah. They didn't do they didn't do any trades for somebody kind of interesting, no? Uh not that I found out about. I mean, okay. I, I might be wrong about that. Here's what the the starting lineup is looking like this. Whit Merrifield, Nicky Lopez, Salvador. Whit Merrifield's good. Yep. Andrew Benintendi. Salvador Perez is good. Yep. Carlos Santana, he wails on the guitar. Yeah, that Hunter dude is a sick guitar player. Very good. Hunter Dozier, <laughs> Bobby Witt Jr., Adalberto Mondesi, and Michael Taylor Jr. Mondesi, I think. Mondesi, sorry. So, like, that's not a bad lineup. That's not a bad lineup at all, actually. Yeah. That's pretty okay. Yeah. I At first glance, I thought that they were going to be, be uh, depending on Ben Attendee and Merrifield for all their offense, but that's not true. Like, they've got Salvi Perez and Carlos Santana. Those guys are good. Um, and then the rotation is looking like Granky, Brad Keller, Brady Singer, and then a whole lot of question marks. Question marks. So I think I think the Royals' big weakness is after Granky and maybe Keller, they don't really have any pitchers. But I could see them overperforming. I could see them beating Cleveland in the division. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, that's kind of like a that's kind of like an interesting scrum at the bottom of that. It's like an interesting scrum of potential at the bottom of that division. I feel like. Yes, I agree. Yeah, uh, you could see a dark horse coming out of it. Again, I think Detroit's going to be the dark horse. I think right. surprise some people, um, but you could see. I think Cleveland's going to be bad. I think. I think Cleveland's going to tear it all down at the trade deadline and ship out their Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, their two really good players. I don't know. That, that Man. Would, yeah. Um, I'd take Shane Bieber, I feel like, at the trade yeah. deadline. Yeah. I think everybody would take Shane Bieber at a trade deadline. He's a free agent next year, right? I don't know. If he is, then they definitely are going to ship him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think they both are. Yeah. No, I think Cleveland's going to tear it all down. I mean, and, and you know, this is neither here nor there, but also with the whole, like, we're the Guardians now, like, the, the complete, like, uh, name and uh, image and likeness change, logo change. Yeah. Might as well just be like, all right. We'll just tear it down and, and, you know, start over again. Like a phoenix from the ashes. Like your mean mean Mercedes style. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my AL Central preview. I'm still pulling for the White Sox. I'm, you know, I could 93, 95. Division is theirs to lose. The division is theirs to lose. I think people are overhyping the Twins. I don't think the Twins are as strong as everybody got freaked out about the Correa signing. Right. Uh, and yeah, he's real good, but he's just... I don't think he's that good. I don't know why. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't like him. I'm going to have a fun time. Yeah, that's probably why I don't like him either. But I think that he's not as good as everyone says he is. Right. Ada, with Kenta Maeda recovering from Tommy John, they don't know if he's going to pitch at all this season. Right. And that's a big... be late in the season, be after the break. Yeah. He comes back at the earliest. Yeah. That's key also. And then my... my, Dark horse pick is the Tigers to make some noise. But I just don't see the Tigers. Like, I could see the Twins getting a wild card spot. <sighs> Everything's got to break right for the Tigers to get a wild card spot. But that would be cool. I would support it. All right. Uh, that's my AL Central preview. Um, How many wild cards are there this year? Four? Yeah. Too many. Three. Three? Oh, and then there's a play-in? There's going to be a play-in. I don't know. We have to look this up. I think I think the top two division champs get a first-round bye. And then two of the three wild-card teams play a one-game or a three-game or something? Yeah, right. And the the – the the division champ with the worst record has to play a wild as basically a wild code team. Wait, three wild card teams, six teams per league. Oh, okay. And the top two division champs huh. advance. Advance. Yeah. I think, but I don't know if it's going to be a one game um, or like a three game like they did during the COVID season. You know what I'm saying? Right. Here we go. What to know about the MLB playoff format? 12 teams. Yep. Yeah, the top two seeds get a bye to the divisional round. But how many games is each round? That's what I want to know. So the top, they, uh, like, is it a one game playoff or is it a best of three or is it a best of five? No idea. That'll be interesting. I mean, you know, this podcast has been opposed to playoff expansion since the beginning. I guess I'm okay with the idea that the top two division, like the worst division winner gets punished, which would probably be the White Sox in the AL. But you know it's going to be the St. Louis Cardinals in the NL. And they play that extra round, that extra division. Uh, Universal DH postseason expanded to 12 teams. What's the fucking format? Bigger bases. Who cares? I don't care about bigger bases. I'm sorry. Anyway, we should figure that out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the um, AL Central preview. We will try to get you some other previews before the season starts. And, you know, maybe we'll get you some previews after the season starts. Who gives a shit? Uh, 
Again, this has been Dump on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Like I said, check me on Saturday, April 16th at Guaranteed Rate Field. I'll see you there. Sam, I got to get one of those new T-shirts. How can we get me one of those new T-shirts? Oh, yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah, let's figure that out. Uh, Thomas is usually here with us. I'm assuming he had family things because he has a family and adult responsibilities to attend to. (laughs) Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. You can also follow us on Facebook and or uh, Instagram. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you do, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet baby, I'm going to leave you. And the time is now.